This is Briar Klopp, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Greenbush, Minnesota. And we're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan, along with Tyler Donaldson. We'll also hear a report from the American Farm Bureau Federation's annual convention in Salt Lake City from Whitney Pittman. Temperatures across the northern plains will be warmer this week as the Arctic air mass not expected to return for a while. World Weather Incorporated says daytime high temperatures will climb into the 20s and 30s this week with a few 50s possible in the southwest. World Weather says temperatures next week will likely continue to be above average through the first few days of February before cooling. Much of Brazil and Paraguay will receive enough rain to support crop development over the next two weeks. World Weather Incorporated says there will be periods of drying that will allow for field work to progress. Argentina is expected to be drier through the next two weeks, and World Weather says there is enough subsoil moisture to support crops. However, many areas will need timely rains in early February to prevent crop stress from quickly increasing. The American Farm Bureau's annual convention continues in Salt Lake City, Utah. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more. Senate Agriculture Committee Chief Economist Dr. John Newton uh, on a panel here today talking about farm bill. Funding is, is one of those things that's a complicated issue this this time around and really any time. But uh, what are some of the, the big uh, hurdles that we're going to have to get over to get this farm bill done? Well, you know, I think Senator Bozeman's perspective is we've got one and a half trillion dollars to write a farm bill, uh, the most money we've ever had to write a farm bill. And in all the listening sessions that he's gone to, he's in, you know, West Virginia, he's, he's been to, you know, close to 20 states. Farmers have said, put simply, we need more farm in the farm bill. Senator Hovind says we need more farm in the farm bill. We think with one and a half trillion dollars, we can prioritize those resources appropriately uh, to meet the needs of agriculture and rural America and do it in a way that doesn't reduce benefits to SNAP recipients. And also talked about reference price. Yeah, I think Senator Bozeman's priority for a long time is we need to see these reference prices increased. When you think about the inflation that's happened on the farm, production expenses have gone uh, through the roof. Uh, they're still near record highs, uh, yet the, the PLC reference prices are more than a decade old in terms of the data we use to establish those. So if we don't update those now, uh, by the time we do the next farm bill, they could be close to 20 years old. So now's the opportunity to do it. I think with all the geopolitical risks that you see around the world, with everything that we've been through the last few years, uh, and, and the strain that it put on agriculture and rural America, we have to address those reference prices. And there was there's talk about you know the the spending that's gone on in, in ad hoc and and that sort of thing. Updating a, a farm bill and kind of updating some of those programs could maybe avoid some of that spending. Without a doubt, we've seen 94 billion dollars go out or uh, in support to farmers that was ad hoc in nature. Um, you think about every year having to lean on, you know, the fine senator from North Dakota on the appropriations process uh, to get disaster aid out the door. Uh, but we need, looking at crop insurance, there are ways to, to make it work better for producers, more affordable, higher coverage levels, so that they don't have to lean on, you know, ad hoc disaster. And the best example of why we don't want to lean on it anymore is the emergency relief program that just came out. It's a disaster of a disaster assistance program. Uh, that favors a subset of producers over others. 
Uh, and, you know, that's a problem. Those programs should be uh, administered equitably, and we've now seen the disaster programs administered inequity. Coverage from the American Farm Bureau 105th Annual Convention is brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services, South Dakota Farm Bureau, NDFB, and the Minnesota Farm Bureau. Reporting from Salt Lake City, I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. South Dakota Farm Bureau's Jerry Runia represents the Northeast District of the state and says that farmers and ranchers in his area will be focused on the farm bill and water issues. You know, what we're seeing in, in 2024 coming up now, um, we're going to continue with our, um, our water problems. Um, we have uh, drainage issues in Northeast South Dakota. And, um, and, and then we're going to, well, we'll be having an extended uh, crop farm bill, but uh, beyond that, um, we'll be looking at trying to get that uh, uh, new one established. Runia is at the American Farm Bureau Annual Convention and looks forward to learning more about sustainable ag and how the organization can grow. We're going to be looking at uh, some of the sustainable um, sessions that are coming up, um, some of the other building programs that are uh, looking up to uh, try and help with the counties of what their uh, programs are going to be for this coming year. Northland Community and Technical College Farm Management Instructor Ron DeVergsting is seeing a mixed bag when preparing 2024 cash flows. Uh, cash flows that we are running for uh, for the 24 year for you know the Red River Valley area. Uh, if there's not sugar beets in the rotation, a lot of the cash flows uh, are really quite tight on an accrual base. Uh, <clears throat> thank goodness for the working capital position that's there that, uh, you know, is going to allow them to meet their obligations, but they most likely, you know, unless prices rebound or, uh, you know, or we end up with, you know, some really, really good yields, uh, most people probably are going to, you know, <clears throat> roll back their working capital again in 24. And DeVergstein says most farmers, though, do remain in good financial position. Current commodity prices have uh, kind of dragged the bottom line down for uh, the majority of uh, majority of farmers. Uh, so again, we have saw for the vast, uh, like say, the vast majority of the farmers a reduction to working capital. Uh, however, most people are still uh, still in a strong. Uh, position going into uh, uh, 2024. USDA's weekly export inspections report for the week ending January 18th shows corn inspections of 713,000 metric tons. That is 25% less than the previous week and 2% below the same week a year ago. Soybean inspections of 1.16 million metric tons is 9% less than the previous week and 37% less than a year ago. Wheat inspections of 314,000 tons are 30% more than the previous week, but 10% less than the same week last year. For the marketing year, corn exports are 28% ahead of last year's pace, and soybean inspections are 22% less than the last year, and with wheat inspections, 16% less than a year ago. This is the Red River Farm Network. Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. North Dakota Farmers Union is the state lead for a national pilot program that will compensate farmers for their conservation practices. Government Relations Director Matt Produce says this part of the or this is part of the Alliance to Advance Climate Smart Agriculture. We will be delivering about thirteen to fourteen million dollars to farmers and ranchers across the state for adopting or maintaining voluntary conservation practices. 
So producers will be eligible for up to a hundred dollar payment per or a hundred dollar payment per acre or animal unit um, for up to 160 acres or animal units on their operations. And we're obviously delivering this through some really strong partnerships. Our partners include the North Dakota Conservation District Employees Association, the North Dakota Grain Growers Association, and seven soil conservation districts um, serving a total of eight counties around the state. program is funded through a grant from USDA and is available in eight North Dakota counties. That list includes Billings, Cass, Foster, McKenzie, Mercer, Roulette, Stark, and Ward counties. Purdue emphasized farmers who, are, who already utilize conservation practices are eligible. As we look at a lot of the new development in this space, a lot of times those early adopters are, are left behind. And so when we went through developing the nuts and bolts of this partnership, we said we have to make sure that we are counting for early adopters, that we are supporting the stewardship that they are doing on uh, working agricultural lands. The program is available for 2024 and 2025. In addition to North Dakota, the pilot program is available in Minnesota, Arkansas, and Virginia. EverAg market analyst Bruce Bryce Windecker says grains continue to be two-sided and choppy. Yeah, and uh, you're going to continue to see that that same kind of story play out right now. We've got uh, Brazil soybean harvest going on, uh, along with Argentina just finishing up their corn and bean planting uh, last week. So uh, after that, uh, WASD report uh, there about 10 days ago now showing uh, the highest corn yield we've ever uh, experienced here in the United States, you know, coupled with uh, Argentina coming out of their uh, third year of a drought, uh, having really good planting and growing conditions down there thus far, along with uh, Brazil having fairly good conditions. Lowen and Associates market analyst Matt Hines says the livestock markets are seeing a bit of selling pressure. You know, really the cattle on feed report last Friday, really pretty neutral. It was in line with expectations. You know, we had on feed 102% versus a year ago. Placements 96%, marketing's 99. Um, you know, cash-fed cattle trade last week very, very light volume. Um, took a while to even get things moving, and, and most of it was probably just in the north. Uh, 173, 175 live, 273 to 275 dressed. That's that's steady with the week previous. Just volume still very, very light. In 1995, the United States was a net importer of pork. U.S. Meat Export Federation Chair Randy Spronk is excited about the turnaround in that trend. So in my career, we've gone from being a net importer to where we're exporting 27, 28% of the value. In other words, the numbers that I quoted on pork was $7.4 billion of pork is exported. That came from zero 25 years ago. Spronk, who farms at Edgerton, Minnesota, is an advocate for having farmers share their stories. It's nothing better than, you know, a, a first-person farmer, dirt under his fingernails, grease on his jeans, you know, being going to Washington, D.C. or internationally and talking about how we raise our corn, how we raise our soybeans, how we raise our beef, how we raise our pork, because I think that's important. There's a lot of myths, you know, truths that are out there, and there's nothing better than a farmer going one-on-one -on -one with a consumer, seeing the passion, seeing the honesty of a, of a producer. And I think that's the way we actually avoid making mistakes in our policy. The National Potato Council has submitted comments to the Canadian Food Inspection Service about the risk of potato wart. If the fungal disease was transmitted to the United States, 
The National Potato Council said the U.S. would immediately lose access to all international fresh potato markets. The direct financial impact to the industry would be $225 million, with the indirect costs well into the billions. The NPC said the current Canadian plan is inadequate in controlling the movement of potato wart. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. According to the United Soybean Export Council Director of Animal Utilization and Aquaculture, Tom D'Alfonso, the U.S. soybean industry is delivering a high-quality product to the global market. You know, we're finding that U.S. soy quality values really stand up above the rest. Uh, that includes digestible amino acids. That includes the metabolizable energy. So f just first of all, that nutrient bundle is really ideal for animal utilization, including aquaculture. We're seeing aquaculture diets use 30, 40, even 50 percent of, of soy in their, in their diets uh, as a result of this superior quality. Aquaculture production is growing at an unbelievable rate. There's no other industry going through such a transformation so quickly. Uh, if you think about artificial intelligence and computers, that's been coming since the 50s. But just in the last 10 years, these aquaculture production systems are sustainable and profitable and producing healthy uh, animal protein for uh, many different regions. We're instrumental, uh, U.S. soy, in transforming this industry. We're teaching how to feed fish, and soy is a base ingredient here. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum will deliver his State of the State address tomorrow at Dickinson State University. Tax relief, workforce development, and infrastructure are expected to be among the issues discussed during the speech. Checking markets before we leave you this afternoon. March wheat in Minneapolis, four cents higher, six ninety-nine and a half. May up two and a quarter at seven oh four and a quarter. Chicago March wheat four and a quarter higher at five ninety-seven and a half. Kansas City March wheat is down a half penny now at six oh seven and a half. March corn three quarters of a penny higher at four forty-six and a quarter. July corn's up a half at four sixty-four and three quarters. March soybeans nine and three quarter cents higher at twelve twenty-three. May is up eight and a half at twelve thirty-one and a half. March canola, $6.30 a metric ton higher at $634.60 Canadian. February live cattle down 50 cents, 173.87. April's down 40. The March feeder cattle down 65 cents at 231.30. April feeders down 37 at 237.10. February lean hogs are down 12 cents at $70.62. The April lean hogs are down 62 cents at $77.52. Dow Jones Industrial Average currently 118 points higher, sitting at 37,982. Thanks for joining us. Have a good afternoon. This is the Red River Farm Network. <laughs>